Welcome back to the fourth episode of the Leading the Pack podcast, where I still don't know how to start these shows. A lot of things happening, as usual, in sports. We just had hockey starting. So far, what was uh, four games have played have been played for like most teams, and we are going into the uh, divisional. No, sorry, the the conference championships this week for the NFL. A lot of players not signing with teams that I want them to sign with for baseball and some players uh threatening retirement if they were to go to any other team than the the team that they're playing for so i want to jump right into it so for football this week i was thinking about going through the games and i'm gonna go through them real quick but some things have just so there's a lot that is going on in the nfl and it's really pissing me off like between the players. So, in the NFC or for the wild card weekend, we saw the Rams beat the Seahawks and we saw the Chiefs or the Browns beat the Steelers. And those are sort of upset games, like I guess I had myself having I had myself saying the Browns are going to beat the Steelers whatever, but they're also rivalry games. And there's going to be some trash talking that comes with it, of course. But the trash talk that's coming with the games, little excessive. Like, McGillney agree, agrees with me over here for the people on YouTube that sees this. If you lose, you shut up. Okay? I, for, this, is, I have to, this has to be the first thing I say because it's like the most prominent thing that I'm seeing in the NFL. We're see- and I want to be talking about Drew Brees, how this could fi- be possibly be his final game. But, of course, people don't like to shut up. With the Browns game, we saw Steelers players disrespecting the Browns with their win, saying that, that if they were a little more respectful, they wouldn't have, you know, been so disrespectful themselves. Which, that's, that's bull. Because, like, if you watch the game and if you saw anything that came after the game, you saw, uh, what's his name, Baker Mayfield going up to the sidelines, Juju sitting there, sulking. Mayfield went up there, you know, he paid it, he paid his respects to, to the players because they, some, some, you know, they balled out for a lot of the season. And, you know, as a player, you got to go congratulate them for that. You got to show, you got to pay some respect, shaking hands, whatever. Baker Mayfield went to go do that, and then Chase Claypool and you know other Steelers receivers are just gonna say that they're gonna get, they're gonna get blown out by the Chiefs, which they lost to the Chiefs, but it wasn't a blowout for one. And then you see the Rams and the Seahawks. So Seahawks beat the uh, Seahawks beat the Rams in Week 16. Seahawks win the division. And then you see Jamal Adams, like I was talking about it last week. You see, and then Jamal Adams is saying that he needs a cigar. He's celebrating for the division, whatever, shoving in players' faces. And then you have Jalen Ramsey, the next game, after the Rams beat the Seahawks, chirping the Seahawks, telling them to go to Cabo, take your t-shirts and hats to, to go to Cabo. Now this week, you got Jamal Adams chirping the Rams after the Packers beat them, saying... We'll meet you in Cabo, or we'll see you in Cabo, or something like that. He put it on his story. And it's just... I'm for trash talking. But this is a little too much. Like, 
you lost for one. You don't have a say, and no Seahawks player has a say because they lost to the Rams in the wild card game. They won. They they won the division, sure, but they won no playoff games. And then the Rams, at least, you know, they put up sort of a fight against the Packers. I th- I don't think the Seahawks would have put up a fight like the like the Rams did. The Packers, you know, the score the score shows that the Packers beat them by quite a bit, but the Rams did have did have some fight in them. So I just I don't want to be talking about this anymore about just having like the players chirping. Like I want to see players chirp, but let it be during the game or whatever. After you lose, you stop. You show the respect. After you're done, like your season's done, you don't need to be doing this. Like it, it, it and especially Jamal Adams, he's talking all this talk, zero picks. Blitz boy over here. I, I I still think he's a great player, but you're talking, you're chirping Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's chirping you. Just stop. You guys are both out. Both teams are out. There's nothing more to say. Go on, enjoy it. If you're gonna be all salty, be salty for sure. Sure, fine. But like, season's done. You guys show the respect and just stop. Okay, it's over with. Leave it be. So. Now that I got that little rant out of the way, and I'm probably gonna have to, I'll probably have to say something again in the future, or I probably will say something in the future. Who knows? But now that that's out of the way, uh, I don't want to go through all the games. I mean, we we, it wasn't that surprising of a wild card weekend. Bills beat the Ravens. The Ravens didn't really do much that game, but. You know, Chiefs beat the the Browns, Packers beat the Rams, and you have the Buccaneers beating the Saints when I had the Saints beating the Buccaneers. So, the the only thing I really want to talk about from this weekend is, you know, Drew Brees. Could this be his final game? And if it is, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be sad. You know, as as a as, as a Aaron Rodgers fan myself, like Aaron Rodgers being probably my favorite one of my favorite players of all time. You still got to show the respect for Drew Brees. And I wanted to see, as much as I want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady in the playoffs, for what hap- with what happened in, during the regular season, which, you know, I'll do a preview for that whole di- in, in a bit. Drew Brees is just, he he's a legend. And he might not be the same player that he was, you know, years ago. He definitely doesn't have that arm strength anymore. And maybe that's the reason why, you know, uh, Michael Thomas is, you know, slant the slant boy or whatever people are calling him it still sucks to see him retire i would have liked to see him win you know one more super bowl but or i would have liked to see him make it to the conference championship player and rogers you know because i don't think they've played each other before can't remember had they played each other did they play each other in 2011 i can't remember now i don't know why it's slipping my mind but seeing drew Brees retire it's just it, it sucks you know, I want to see. I wanted to see him. You know, maybe win one more. Would have liked to see him, Tom Brady, beat Tom Brady for sure. But could this be his final game? It's looking like it from what we saw with the uh, with his run out the tunnel. That last glance at the stadium that breaks you down as a sports fan. Like if you if you're if you're an, an, a football fan, you know how much that that hurts to see him just get one last glance. He's going to be retiring, I'm pretty sure. I don't see him coming back. 
Who starts for the Saints at QB? I don't know. They might have to go out and get another QB. Do they re-sign Jameis Winston? Maybe. He had a really good throw. Uh, he had he made a really nice pass that game. And you know what? I mean, you give him that chance. Who knows? But they're the Saints are in really big cap uh, cap troubles next year, and they're like ninety nine million dollars over the cap. They're gonna have to let a lot of people go. They're gonna have to get a QB for cheap. It's it, they're just in they're in some trouble next year. And man, it's a tough situation for the Saints. Like if I'm a Saints fan, I'm nervous for next year. You're possibly, you're most likely not gonna have Drew Brees back. It looks like he he's looking at retirement. Who do you get for QB? Is it gonna be Taysom Hill? I mean, if it's Taysom Hill, ugh. I don't really trust him as much at QB. I think Taysom Hill is better off with being like that Swiss Army guy. You know, you need you need, you want him you want to do trick plays. Sure, you can have him toss a uh, toss it for a trick play, a trick play. Or if you want your QB to say the thing and just put Taysom Hill in. Or if you want him to go tight end, wide receiver, fullback, running back. He's a Swiss Army player. I don't think he's a true QB. That's why I'm a little nervous if Taysom Hill is going to be the QB for next year. Is it Jameis Winston? Well, if he resigns, maybe. And if he does resign, it's Jameis Winston. We saw what he did with Ta- with Tampa. He has the potential to be a great QB. But he also has the potential to throw 30 picks in a season. And that's that's that's... 30 picks in a season, no bueno. It's no bueno, even if you threw 30 touchdowns that same season. Jameis Winston has potential. But do you bring him back or you keep him at a backup role? Or does he want to go to another team for another uh, for another chance? Who knows? I say give him, give him a chance to be a starter on the team. It could be Jameis Winston. I think he'd I think he'd be good with the rate with the with the Buccaneers, but or not the Buccaneers with the Saints. But then again, they're in cap trouble, so that the Saints situation is just. Oh, somehow they're in more debt than I am. Joking, I don't know why I made that joke. It wasn't even funny. Whatever. Um, but yes, it's it's gonna suck to see Drew Brees retire. I'm gonna miss seeing him play. I'm gonna for some reason just. I can't see anybody else being the New Orleans quarterback. I wanted him to be the quarterback forever, in all honesty. But it's the way she goes. So that means the playoff matchups for the conference championships this week is honestly really good. We got the Bucks in Lambeau this this time playing the Packers. On Sunday at 3.05 Eastern time because I don't know all this other time. Is that Eastern time? I think that is. And then you got the Bills versus Chiefs, which I had them being in the in the conference uh, conference championship. So, as a Packers fan, I'm gonna make you know Packers and Bucks fans. Anybody wanted? I'm gonna hold on. Just let me talk about you know the Chiefs and the Chiefs and Bills. So we got the Chiefs versus the Bills. And that's looking like a really good... I'm going to be enjoying that game myself. You got... Hopefully, Patty Mahomes is back for that game because he did... You know, he was taken out of um, the, the the divisional round game because of a concussion. I hope he gets... I hope he's healthy enough to play. Chad Henney, he, play, he looked good in those, like, last bit of the game for the, for the Chiefs, but... Or he looked fine, but... 
the Chiefs are going to need Patty Mahomes for this game, uh, just like any other game. I wouldn't trust Chad Henney, just the way, same way I wouldn't trust anybody else other than Patrick Mahomes. Can they still win even without Mahomes? They have the weapons on offense, but without Mahomes, you know, making those impossible throws that only him and Aaron Rodgers can make. Do they win? I don't think so. I think, I mean, I think the Bills can even win without Patrick Mahomes, to be honest with you. And I honestly do want to see, oh boy, I think I touched this thing. I do want to see the Bills win. I want to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl. I did see some people have the Bills winning the Super Bowl against the Packers, which, you know, kind of hurts. But I do want to see the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. I got some friends that are Bills fans. Would like, And I, I mean, I do got a cousin that is a Chiefs fan. And he got to see them win last year. I haven't gotten to see my team win since I was 10. So I think, you know, sorry, but that's just how it is. And I got a lot of Bills fans, a lot of Bills friends saying, you know, they've never seen them win to begin with. But, you know, but I do think... Be honest with you, this is my take, and it's gonna be hot. Okay, I think Stephon Diggs and Pat and Patrick Mahomes. I think Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen they're gonna lead the Bills over the Chiefs, and I think it's gonna be blowout win. I don't know why. I think that's if uh, well, okay, it's not uh, it's not that hot because if Chad Henney isn't playing, uh, or if Chad Henney, Chad Henney is playing. Uh, but if Patrick Mahomes is in the game, it's going to be a closer game. I still think somehow the Bills are going to take it. Don't don't know why. I just have a feeling with the Bills. That's just how it is. I think it's going to be the Bills that win that game. Now. Actually, hold on. The Bills are going to win this game because I think Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen are just too good right now. Patty Mahomes, Tyreek with Tyreek Hill and, and um, Travis Kelsey, they're really good. But like, man, that that chemistry with 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 um, with Allen and Diggs, oh, I'm just so happy Diggs isn't on the Minnesota Vikings anymore. And I'm happy he's found a team with the Bills. And I'm happy he's got. The, I love seeing that chemistry with him and Josh Allen. It's just really fun to see that bromance, man. It, it's a it's a really fun thing to watch. It's a it's it's really fun to. Uh, as a Bills fan, you guys, or as Bills fans, not as a Bills fan, as Bills fans, you guys must be having so much fun this year, and I'm so happy. And like, and actually, I want to just you know, big respects to Bills fans after uh, the Ravens lost to the to the Bills. Uh, what's his name? Lamar Jackson went down with an injury, and it looked really bad. But Bill, some one Bills fan and some of his friends, they uh start they like started donating to Lamar Jackson's favorite char- charity in Louis- uh, Louisville. And you know what? Like just that's that's big respects for the Bills fans. Like you, you got to appreciate what they did for it did. Bills fans some of the best fans in the NFL and you know, love to go watch a game down there. But you got you got to respect the Bills fans for doing that. The Bills mafia love what they did. Big respects to you guys. Um hopefully my I get to you know we get to both Packers fans and Bills fans get to enjoy a thing, get to enjoy a, a Super Bowl this year, you know, a good a good Super Bowl this year, and uh, you know, talk, speaking of the Packers, I think they're going to beat the Bucks. Now, what happened the last time the Packers played the Bucks this year? Uh, it was Week Six. Packers had the Week Five bye. Packers were four and zero. Okay. 
They walk into Tampa and they get absolutely slaughtered. So what happens this week? I think it's going to be different. Not going to be the same. I think it's going to be a lot better of a game for the Packers. Here's why. They had a game against the Rams. They looked really good. Now, the run game is looking good. The air game looking really good on offense. Like The offense looks incredible. Uh, they looked unstoppable until they went into Tampa, got stopped by Brady in the box. But for, I, it's going to be, I think it's going to be different. We're talking about a team, like you're going to be losing games for sure in the NFL. Now, it's a little nerve-wracking that, you know, the they need to go through the team that beat them already. So, here's my thing. The last game, Jair shut down. Like It's going to come down to the defense. And the offense needs to step it up against the thing, against, against the Bucks. So, we didn't see a really good offensive effort from the Packers that game. Aaron Rodgers, he had his stinker. He threw two picks. He allowed his third ever career pick six, I think it was. We're not going to be seeing that again from Aaron Rodgers. That was a really bad game, and it's going to happen. Does it happen again? No. I think we're going to be seeing Aaron Rodgers. He's really dialed in right now. He is just looking. He's play, he, His last seven games, including the last game, he has looked incredible. He has just looked like a world eater. Does now we also are starting to see the emergence of AJ Dillon on the offense. They still got Aaron Jones. They still got Jamal Williams. They it's running back by committee with this team again. Then you still got Devontae Adams, which the, I don't think he played that game. I don't know. No, was it that game? I think he might have got he got injured and then I know he missed two games this year. I can't remember if that was the game that he missed. They, Robert Tunyon is really emerging as a very li- uh, very reliable option on this team. The, th- the difference is, they're the, you know, no David Bakhtiari. But that doesn't really scare me because they're going into this game with a lot of confidence. They were able to stop Aaron Donald. If you can stop Aaron Donald, you should be able to stop Jason Pierre-Paul. And who's... And Ndamukong... No, is still in there? Yeah, and Su. You stop those two, you should be able to beat them in the you should be able to beat them on the run game. And you should be able to beat them in the air because you got Devontae Adams. Anytime you have Devontae Adams, you're gonna win. Alan Lazard, he's look he looked really good last game too. Mark Marcos Valdez Scantling, he's he has times where he has moments where I you know I get frustrated with him, but that happens when you're a young player. There's also, a lot more moments where I'm very impressed with the things that he can do. He is a very he's he's a very reliable slot receiver, in my opinion. He might drop the ball sometimes, but so does Lazard, so does Sam Brown, so does a lot of players. The only person, the only player on the team that only, that doesn't really drop the ball is knock on wood, Devontae Adams. Everybody else is dropping the ball. I th- I still think that you know Marcos Valdez Scanling, he's an, he's an option on this team. So that's so why I'm not I'm not so scared of the Buccaneers because that the game that happened last time where they lost 38 to 10 that's not gonna happen again. 
And another thing is too, Mar uh, Matt Lafleur. He is, you know, he's a very smart coach. He's not gonna let the same things happen again. So that's why I got the Packers beating the Buccaneers. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a closer game. I think it's gonna be 30 to, to 27 for Packers. The Bills Chiefs game. I think it's gonna be if Patrick Mahomes is playing. That the game is. I'm gonna say. Ooh, that's tough. I think it might be. I kind of want to see it's gonna be a shootout. You know what? I'm gonna say the score of the Bills Chiefs is gonna be 42 to 35. Packers gonna be 30 to 27. Hopefully, I remember this because I don't remember what I said last week. But I think it's gonna be the Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl. I'll talk about you know who wins it next week because I am very superstitious about you know saying. You know, two things too far ahead. But, you know, we see how that goes. I think it's going to be a, a great Super Bowl. A lot of people are wanting, you know, uh, the, the State Farm Bowl. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories going on with the NFL. I don't I don't get it. Like, somebody pointed uh, pointed out that this is uh, last year was uh, with, the, with the Super Bowl last year that the NFL pretty much either predicted it or they fixed it for it being the San Francisco 49ers and Chiefs from like a Christmas picture that they posted with something I think it was Patty Mahomes opening up a present and so was uh Jimmy Garoppolo and then that that somehow like signaled that they were going to be in the Super Bowl I don't know I think that's stupid and then they're like this year uh, you got uh Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes both in State Farm commercials they're both gonna be being, playing in the Super Bowl whatever I don't think that's how it's gonna go I don't think that's how it works you know I think everybody's gotta calm it down with the conspiracy theories everybody's worried about things and I we just gotta calm down it I don't think that's how the NFL works if that's how it is well then what are you gonna do hopefully they fix it for the Packers to win as a Packers fan, I hope that's how it goes. So, what else? How much time have we got left? Wow, this is going by fast. So, what else we got on the on the list today? Uh, hockey started. I'm having a lot of fun with hockey right now. Not so much the second game of the season, and maybe the first game of the season was a little stressful too for the Leafs, you know, as a Leaf fan. But I'm I'm so happy it's back, man. We're we still haven't seen the Dallas Stars play yet because their games have had to be pushed back. The game yesterday between the Leafs and the Jets almost didn't happen because there was like COVID scares and whatever. <sighs> Listen, this pandemic really sucks, okay? And it sucks for all of us. And in Ontario, we are in a second... No, we are in a third lockdown. Our second lockdown didn't end. And... I don't. However you feel about it, I I know how I feel about it. However you feel about it, it sucks. Okay, being stuck at home, but we got hockey and we got football on and we got basketball on and baseball should be starting soon too. We got sports, and it's amazing. Now here's the thing. I forgot how stressful it is, because I anytime I'm sitting watching a Leaf game. My heart rate is just way too high. And I forgot that's how it works because it's been so long since we watched the game. 
and I've it's been so long since we watched a, the Leafs play the Habs. And just real quick, Habs fans, I'm sorry for disrespecting your team. I said that they were going to stink. I didn't think they were going to be playing this well. And I said that the Oilers are going to be, you know, the team that gives the Leafs the hardest time. They haven't played the Leafs yet, but I'm sorry, Habs fans. That was, you guys... Habs are looking really. The Habs look a lot better than I expected. I, and I, you know, I kind of underrated them on purpose because I did think at a, a part of me did think that they were going to be playing well, but I didn't think they're going to be playing this well. You know, the, they had me on the on the edge of my seat on, during the Leafs Habs game, and they usually ha, they usually are like that anyways with the Leafs. But seeing what they're doing to the Oilers, which I put the Oilers jersey up because like that that was, I mean, it's, I love the I like the jersey and Connor McDavid is one of my favorite players, but like. I, they were sort of my pick, to, you know. If not the Leafs, it would it was the Oilers to win the North. But like, now it might be the Habs. How? Josh Anderson, that first game against the Leafs, you know, I said, you know, he doubled his his goal total from last year. Big ups to you, man. But like, come down. I still think he's an overrated player. That was I still don't think that was the greatest signing. But big, but like, still. They played a great game, and they usually do against the Leafs anyways, but, man, that was a really good game. Carey Price can really drag this team to the playoffs. Like, and that mask of his, I should have talked about it last week. That mask of his is just beautiful. I love it. You kidding me? With, it's like, a, it's like a zombie cyborg thing, and he, oh my god, it's so cool. I love it. And then he's also got the full red pads, which I have a buddy. You know, he plays goalie. He hates the, like, solid color pads for some reason. I love solid color pads. Don't know why. The white gets boring sometimes. I love seeing, like, all blue or all red. Carey Price's pads with that helmet. That's one of the best setups in the in the NHL. But we did see a lot of waiver wire stuff happening. We saw it last week. We saw it this week, too. Uh, one of the more interesting ones was Jason Spezza. Um don't want to get too off track, but like I just so this is an interesting thing to happen to talk about. So Jason Spezza, you know, he decided to tell the league that if anybody he was put on waivers. So now because he went through wa- he went through waivers, but before that and because sorry, hold on. Because he's able to go he, I think the reason why he was put on waivers is the Leafs were taking a chance so that if they want, they could put him on the now whenever, you know, because he cleared waivers, they can just put him on the taxi squad whenever they want. I was a little afraid it was gonna picked up, and then he saw. Then he just came out and said, "If anybody picks me up, if anybody claims me off waivers, I'm retiring." Man, I love him, and he just oh, I'm so happy. He's a Leaf. He just he wants to be on the Leafs, and that's it. He if he goes to another team, he's gonna retire. He doesn't care about winning anywhere else. He wants to win with the Leafs, and I love. And you know what? Seeing that with players, that you know, anybody who goes to a team and only wants to win with that team, that's a dangerous combination, because that's somebody who's dialed in. Now, the Leafs also put on Aaron Dell on waivers, and he was picked up by the New Jersey Devils. Um, you know, it sucks to see that he he left, because I I love this pads. And it was just, oh, I love this pads. Hey, Aaron, if you want to send those pads, give me a price. I'll figure it out. I want those pads, dude. 
But uh, so he gets picked up by New Jersey, who is in a very difficult situation or a very they're they're struggling right now when it comes to goalies because so they signed Corey Crawford in the off season. He was supposed to be I th- I don't think he was going to be the number one, but he was supposed to give them goalie depth, which is something that they really needed. He had some health issues. I think it was because of his concu- his past concussions and what and stuff like that. And he decides to retire. And now the and then the New Jersey Devils were just scrambling for a goalie. And Mackenzie, uh, what's his name? Mackenzie uh, Black is it Blackwood? Why can't they think of the goalie's name? It is oh my god, Mackenzie Blackwood. I think it is. Why isn't my M working? My C. Mackenzie. Yeah, Mackenzie Blackwood is the goalie. I don't know why he couldn't think of it, but he's looked, you know, he's looked really good as a, the New Jersey Devils goalie. But they still needed somebody else because I think it was Scott Wedgwood that was the second goalie or as a backup. He might be the backup, and the backup you're not expecting him to, you know, be a world eater, but or a world beater. But you do expect, you do want, excuse me, a serviceable back, a serviceable, back, a serviceable, serviceable backup. You want that? You want a backup who you know you give your you give your goalie some time to rest. He's gonna be. You can come in. He can win games for you. And was Wedgwood that for the Devils? Maybe, maybe not. But you know, Aaron Dell coming in gives him more goalie depth, which isn't a bad thing. Having depth in any position not a bad thing. Gives him that goalie depth. You know, he could you can put him in instead of uh, Blockwood. He can be the backup. He didn't look, he, I mean, he wasn't going to be the backup goalie, the starting goalie for the Leafs anyways, but on the, on the third string, you know, sucks to lose him as the Leafs, it really sucks to lose him, but the Devils, I think, made a good decision, but now you got to worry about, you know, because he's coming from a Canadian team, going to an American team, you got to worry about the 14-day quarantine period, when you're going to be able to get him, and we're seeing a lot of goalie wi- uh, waiver wire stuff, like, uh, the Devils also claimed Eric Comrie off, the, off of waivers from the Jets. Now he's gotta go. He's gotta use. I think he's still in uh, quarantine too. And you still got. And then you're seeing a lot of stuff like Anton Forsberg was taken. It was put on waivers. Claimed. I think it was put on waivers by the Blackhawks. Got claimed by the Hurricanes and then got claimed by the Chats. I might be wrong about this. I don't know why. I can't think about it now. I know he was. Put on waivers twice and I got claimed. I got claimed twice, but you're seeing a lot of uh, waiver wire stuff happening because it's just yeah. So he was claimed by the Jets the second time, but you're seeing a lot of this waiver wire stuff happening because and it sucks because now these players are they're, if they're coming from an American team to a Canadian team they're gonna be waiting. You're not gonna be able to have that player for two weeks, but it, there's a lot of cap stuff going on this year and it's just really funky. <sighs> Uh, like it's it's a strange year for the NHL when it comes to the cop situations. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year because, or it is an interesting year. You, as a player, you get claimed off of waivers going from a Canadian team and an American team and an American team to a Canadian team. You got to wait. You don't get that player right away, like you would in the, in previous years. And then you got to worry about you know because. 
now you're seeing like the Leafs too. They got a they got some cap, you know, they got a cap situation to to play around with. But man, it, it's just a confusing year. Like it, it's it's difficult to talk about all this waiver wire stuff like it would be for other years because man, I I have no full understanding of what's going on. I, I just can't understand what is going on in the NHL with a lot of this cap like the cap situation, like the the stats and all, they're already confusing enough. Now you gotta add this like COVID stuff and whatever. And it is just Ugh, it's gonna take time getting used to, but a lot of lot of play a lot of players moving around already. You know, players being sent, put on waivers, whatever. A lot of players like a lot of injury stuff already. A lot of injuries already happening too. Like Nick Robertson, they still got. There's a lot of questions with him going on right now with his injury. What happens with him? It really sucks to see that he went down with an injury five minutes into his game. Like I think he only played like five minutes of the game. And it just, it sucks. But a lot of stuff going on in the NHL. A lot of teams surprising. Like the Habs, like I said. Uh, What else do we see? Like, uh, what else are we seeing? So, oh my God, why am I I losing my train of thought? Uh, What was I going to say? With the North Division, we're seeing a lot of surprises, really. Like like I said, the, the Habs are just really surprising to me this year. Like, they look really good. The Canucks, can you really can you really say the Canucks are disappointing? I don't think you know you really had the Canucks being a great team. They surprised the the surprise they surprised opening night by beating the 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 Oilers, and then they just haven't won since then. Like what can you see? Um, the Wild coming back against or the Wild Kaprizov is looking pretty good for the Wild. I don't really get to watch him that much, but. Haven't really been hearing a lot from the f- top two picks of the NHL draft this year, and it, it's disappointing. I thought Lafreniere was going to be a lot better. I thought he would have been. I mean, I thought it would have been better this year. I'm not saying he's bad, but it's. I thought he, I expected to hear his name a lot more. I've been hearing a lot of Tim Stutzel's name, and so that back to those back the whole, uh, sorry the back to back with the Ottawa Senators Stutzel is just look it looked really good. He's a He's a beast, that kid. Or Stutzel, I think. is Sorry, Stutzel is how you pronounce it. He's, he's a beast, that kid. Gotta watch out for the Sens. They can make the playoffs this year. Maybe maybe not this year, but they can they can sneak in if they wanted to. And they can they can make it next year. They're a dangerous team. We're, we're going to be seeing... It, there's a lot of weird stuff going to be happening this year. The Sens could probably make it. The Oilers are just beating... Or the Oilers can't beat the Habs. Not hearing Connor McDavid's name a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff going on this year. And it's going to be an exciting thing to talk about. Um, what else? You got the, the Islanders beating the, Bruin, the Bruins how you expect they would. You know, by boring them to death. What else? We got the the Sabres full-out slap the Flyers this year. Uh, what was it? Yesterday. Really surprising, in my opinion. Like, that, that division is going to be very tough, like I said last week. And the Sabres beating the Flyers, you don't as a if you're the Flyers, you don't need that right now. You should you need to be winning games because like it, it, the Flyers need to be winning games because they got to worry about the Islanders, the or the like the Islanders, Penguins, Bruins. You got a lot of teams to worry about in that division. You shouldn't be dropping games like that, especially to the to the Sabres. But 
it's an interesting it's it's interesting this year a lot of interesting stuff happening is it going exactly how i expected not even close to how i expected it with a lot of the things like i had the habs not playing this well and i like i'm just i can't stop talking about the Habs right now because they're very surprising to me and i'm gonna get this out of the way season's not done okay and I still made my prediction. I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm not going to change it right away. I still don't see... I don't think the Habs make the playoffs. I think second half of the season, they start dropping games. And bad games, too. The Oilers are going to pick it up. But... Now, we're... So, real quick. I just want to talk about the Leaf game from last night. What happened. So, Leafs beat the Jets. And this isn't, I'm not talking, I'm not going to be talking about this as, I'm going to be talking about it as a Leaf fan, but also as a hockey fan. The Leafs beat the Jets. Now, what I, I've been, I, I was seeing some things like Jesse, uh, Jesse Pollock from TSN. He was going around saying that if Lightning is in that game, the Leafs beat them or they beat the Leafs. He's a Jets fan. I get why he's saying that. Lightning is a really good player, but the Leafs looked really good last night. I think Connor Hellbuck held them in. Does Lining make a difference? Of course he does. He's a great player. I still think that it I think the Leafs would have found a way to still win. But at the end of the game, Marner the Leafs went three to one. Marner scored the empty netter to pretty much seal the game. Now before he now as he does that, Neil Pionk decides he decide is I don't know what he was deciding to do. It looked like he wanted to kill Marner. It looks like he like he stuck. It looked like he stuck his leg out. It looked like it was it was gonna be an open ice hit. Could he could he have put out put out the the clean hit? He could have, but it looked like it was gonna be a very dirty hit on Marner, and it looked like he had malicious intent. Marner puts it away. Marner somehow is standing up, and Neil Pionk is on the ground. At the end of the game, or after the goal, Marner's chirping Pionk for you know trying to hit him. And I honestly, as a Leaf fan, love seeing that fiery side of Marner. I think he, I think he's also looked really good. Or so he's starting to look. He's had some really good games. Uh, but Neil Pionk going in for that late hit on Marner as he's trying to put the puck in. Stick. It looks like he was. I think he looked like he was sticking his leg out. That's just not something you do. And then Marner chirps him, and then Pionk is just standing there, looking. He's just taking it. Then all of a sudden, of course, Shifley comes in, and you know, he start he tries getting at Marner, and then we see Captain Johnny T go up and try sticking up for Marner. Now Marner's still there chirping him, but this <sighs> the whole scrum happens, and then we don't see Pionk in it at all, the one who initiated it, and. You know, Johnny T is sticking up for Marner. Marner is still there. Marner didn't run away. It was Pionk who ran away. Now, Marner, I'm a little afraid with him because, you know, he's fragile. He's a little guy. I mean, not, he's, it's not that he's fragile, but we're not seeing the same side of the Leafs that we were at before. This is a different team. Now, could it have been that Wayne Simmons and Zach Bogosian changed it for them? Perhaps that, you know... Per, per, perhaps they may they showed them that you need to stick up for yourself. Could it also have been that they, you know, they're adults now. 
where they don't need people sticking up for them. Steve Dangle and his LFR put it perfectly. You know, as once you turn 18, you're pretty much told that you're an adult now. And you're like, okay, but you know, as when you're 18, you still feel like a kid in a way. It's different for a lot of people. Like there's a lot of people that uh, for myself, I didn't really feel like a kid a lot of the time when I was 18. Like there's times where I felt like, okay, it's time to be an adult now. Marner, he's that kid. He's he's a kid at heart, and he'll always be a kid at heart. But it got to, it looks like it got to the point where him, Matthews, Nylander, they're like, it's that's enough now. We gotta you know we gotta start sticking up for ourselves. Matthews is just looking fiery this year. I'm he's gonna punch somebody in the face this year. He looks like he's gonna just he's gonna. He, I think Matthews is gonna have his first career fight, and I can't wait to have that. I'm gonna be so nervous, but I'm gonna be so amped up for it too. And Mitch, with that, with you know, at the end of the game, he's not gonna let people push him around anymore. He's he's not that small of a guy. Like let's be real, he's six foot, but he's and he's a scrawny kid. He's not well, he's not scrawny, but he's a little bit smaller frame wise. But size doesn't mean everything. And I think he's I think he's starting to get into his mindset that you know he's gonna start sticking up for himself. Not that John Tavares has to stick up for him or Wayne Simmons. You know, for that lot for the game against the Habs. He fought somebody and was that the turning point. It could have been, but you don't need players fighting for you. And it gets to a point where you got to stick up for yourself. And like Steven even said it himself, and like everybody goes through it at one point. When you're going, when you're growing, yes, you're in a 18, you're technically an adult. But it takes a couple years where it gets to the point where where you it snaps into you. We're like, I don't want you pushing me around anymore. Nobody can push me around anymore. I'm going to stand firm. It happens for a lot of people sooner. So it happens for Mitch. He is what? 24, I think now. It's happening. This team is looking really good. I think this team has it in them to win it this year. This is a different team than we were seeing last year. Nobody's going to be pushing them around. Their power play looks really good. I love the way that they're not stagnant. They're not stagnant. They're just, they, they were, they don't just, you have Matthews on this corner, Marner over here, and they're just saucing the puck around. No, the players are moving. It's not just the puck moving. It's the players moving too. And I love it. I love seeing that. If you want, you know, it, it, it's perfect when you're moving around because you're going to be open. You, that's how you open up areas. Just not by passing the puck because you're just passing the puck and you have players that stay there. When, you, when you're moving around, you have to have the other players move with you. And when you're doing that, like they learn from that Columbus, uh, from the Columbus series it looks like. Because Columbus, all they have to do is stay in the middle because the Leafs were moving around. Now you're moving around more and more and more and things are going to open up. When you do that, when you open things up from moving around, there's chances to score. And we saw that with John Tavares on the power play this week or yesterday and uh, from other instances too. Now the penalty kill is looking a lot different too. They are looking a lot better. The defense in general looks, in my opinion, a lot better from years before. Who is it because of the player personnel? Yeah, maybe. You know, having good players on defense, it helps. But I also think that it also comes down to coaching too. Zach Bogosian doesn't look like, you know, he's not he's not coming in to be, you know, Bogo Norris. Like, it's a meme through and through. It's just a meme, Bogo Norris. But I don't expect him to be, you know, Bobby, Bobby Orr on the back end. But I also don't expect him to be taking really bad penalties. They didn't really do that the last game, but penalties have been really bad for the Leafs too. But it's a weird year for everybody in the NHL. You're going to be seeing a lot of bad penalties, a lot of weird penalties, a lot of weird things happening because there was no preseason, barely any training camp. A lot of things are going to be weird this year, and I love it.
I'm so happy we have hockey back. Now, that's it for this week. This week went by, it, felt, it feels like a really, this episode felt like it went by really fast. Uh, maybe not this week, but actually, sorry. So after this week, when we see, when we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, I'll put something up on my thing, on my poll, or on my Instagram story, uh, both my actual Instagram story and on the uh, the podcast Instagram story. Uh, I want Super Bowl predictions. So after this week, we see who's in it. Then when we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl, I want Super Bowl predictions. And I'm not just talking about, you know, game predictions. I want predictions for anything that's going to be happening, like the wackiest stuff. I want I want you to tell me who you think, like, if, is there going to be a blackout during the, the, the halftime performance? Is the weekend going to be coming out looking like a chisel face? Like how we, like, he just posted something on Instagram and like, I don't know what he did, but he, he looks like he got beat in the face by a baseball bat and had to get re- reconstruct the surgery. Is he going to be coming out like that? Um, is there, is somebody going to be taking, you know, a piss in the corner of the Super Bowl? I want, you know, Super Bowl predictions. I want both score predictions and I want like the craziest predictions that anybody can think of. That's it for this week. You can follow me on Instagram at Bonavoda. Follow me on Twitter at Bonavoda underscore. Follow the podcast on Instagram, Leading the Pack Pod. That's it for uh, for today, for this week. And I'll see y'all later. Ciao.